0: Learn more at Marines.com. Realistic Randy is one of the OG callers into Vikings' vent line. And now, he's one of the biggest Vikings YouTube superstars on earth. His Vikings pain is now your game. This is Realistic Randy Rand with Randy and Declan. On Purple Daily and Score North.
1: All right, Realistic Randy rants every Monday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel where we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. My man, Realistic Randy, joins us every Monday right here on Purple Daily. You can subscribe to his channel, too, for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment and whatnot. Uh, first off, Realistic Randy, welcome back here. Good to have you back here Thank on you. a Monday, man. I was on vacation when I was telling you off, Mike, so now I'm back in the work week. I was in 80-degree weather. I even got sunburn. Luckily, I think it's gone now because uh, my pale Irish skin can't handle uh, more than any type of sun on me before I start burning. And uh, thankfully now I'm back in Minnesota where we got 12 inches of snow when I was gone and it's pouring cats and dogs rain as I was driving into work this morning. Woof. It is. That's pretty bad. It's and awful. just like I said
0: before, the 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 bad thing about going to a place where there's good weather is you eventually come back to the bad weather. But then it's like, well, at least I got that good weather in the first place even though it was a short period of time.
1: It's pretty brutal, man. But, uh, yeah. but luckily it's combine week. Coming up here in the NFL, there's plenty of things to talk about uh, for the YouTube audience see at the bottom of the screen. Let's let's talk a little Jalen Ramsey here. So over the weekend, it was reported that the Rams are probably likely to move on from Jalen Ramsey either via trade. He could be cut. I don't think so. He's got some salary implications there. You could trade for him, though. He was a top cornerback in the NFL, one of the best in the business. The Vikings, obviously, a little bit thin at cornerback. Uh, So I'm just going to ask you a point blank here, Realistic Ramsey, uh, Realistic Randy. Does Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey. Realistic Ramsey (laughs) Randy, does Jalen Ramsey do anything for Realistic Randy?
0: No, I don't think the Vikings (laughs) should trade for him. And I can understand why there may be some excitement, but I feel like with players like Jalen Ramsey, we get more enticed with the name opposed to the game. So last season he had four interceptions. That's pretty good, but 60% completion rate allowed. Most yards he's allowed since his rookie season, Five touchdowns allowed most in his career. Bottom line, Dex, he's not the same guy. And it kind of reminds me of, to some degree, Xavier Rhodes, who in 2017, I put my money on him as the best corner in the league. He was fantastic. And then in 2018, I wouldn't necessarily say that he was bad, but there was a drop-off there. The footwork was slow. The reaction was slow. He was getting burnt too often. And I said, That offseason heading into the 2019 season, I said, I would trade this guy. People mocked me for saying that we should trade Xavier Rhodes heading into the 2019 season. Oh, he's Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes close. He's (laughs) going to bounce back no problem. And in 2019, that's when all hell broke loose. He gave up an 82% completion rate, and he was never the same guy. Now, he did have a good season in Indy, but after that, he was never the same guy. The point that I'm getting at is, once you see a drop-off of any kind when it comes to the cornerback position, you almost never see them reverse it the year after, if at all. If anything, you see them transition to the safety position or they're eventually out the league. But let's say the Vikings, they do want to trade for him. Okay. A pre-June 1st trade, he'll count only $5.6 million against the cap. Post-June 1st, which benefits the Rams more, he'll count $17 million against the cap. And that's before we talk about what do the Rams want in that sort of trade, right? A third round pick. I don't want to give that up. Especially if you're looking for quarterback, you want to go, go after a guy like Hendon hooker, or maybe Joe Tippman center out of Wisconsin. Do they want a second round pick, which you don't have right now. If the Vikings are going to go after a player, I think it makes more sense to go after a player. That's more realistic to be a long-term contributor for the team. Furthermore, if the rumors are true, reportedly, he's gonna want a new deal to whatever team he gets traded to, you gotta remember, you're gonna pay guys like goodness, Justin Jefferson, Christian Darissaw, you're gonna pay, you're gonna end up paying players to where it's like, do we really wanna pay a cornerback who's gonna be, goodness, I believe 29 next year? I just don't think it makes sense. Also, by making a move like this, if you oblige for a guy like Jalen Ramsey, if you're Quasi Adolfo mensa, you're saying, OK, unless Brian Asamoah and Louis Seen turn out to be superstars, number one, you're giving up on Caleb Evans and Andrew Booth Jr. But also with Ed Ingram being one of the worst guards in the league, unless Brian Asamoah and Lewis Seen turn out to be superstars, you are saying if you're Kwesi Adolfo mensa that I failed on my first draft. That that's and if he continues to decline, not only did you punt on your draft, but if Ramsey continues to, to decline, that is going to be such a disaster. It makes zero sense for the Vikings to go after Ramsey.
1: So if the cost was the third round pick that you threw out there um in the middle of your analysis, I think I'd do that. I think I'd do it for a third. I don't do it for much more. Uh for a guy who is now what, Jalen Ramsey is entering his age. He'll be 29, so he's entering his age 29 season in 2023 um, contractually. So he's due $7.5 million on March 19th. So in about a couple weeks here, seven and a half of that uh, salary will be guaranteed. He's got a cap number of $25 million. Yeah, I'm guessing the Vikings, after if they would acquire him, would probably smooth things out, give him a new deal, uh, make life a little bit easier there. If it's for a third-round pick, I could do that. But you're right that the cornerback position, a lot like the running back position, once there's a drop off, these dudes are just out of the league. It's actually pretty remarkable that a guy goes from 26, 27 years of age of being the best at his position, just like Xavier Rhodes, and then there's by the time yeah. he's 30, 31, he's out of the NFL, right? Like now, if he plays his cards right, he's got set off of generational money. But it is a, it is pretty remarkable how quickly that wall comes for those two positions specifically. So if it was a third round pick, I could probably be talking to doing that. But you bring up the point of if Kwesi actually trades the draft capital to do so. Number one, it's kind of an admission of, oh, we didn't really do great in our first draft. And second, well, what picks are you going to have future, right? Like the fact the Vikings don't have a second round pick in this year's draft is a little bit problematic. I'll say it was worth it because you got a really good tight end in it, but it still causes some issues, right? So I I could be talked into Jalen Ramsey um, I wouldn't pay the farm for him. Three years ago, I probably would have given up significant assets to get him, just like the Rams did. And hey, the Rams are entering this basically rebuild period where they won a Super Bowl and said, okay, now we have no more picks. Now we have a salary cap problem, so we're going to be bad for a little bit while we try to regroup things and rebuild and see what happens from there. So I understand why they're probably going to move on from Jalen Ramsey after this season. But if it's for a third round pick, I could probably do it. But yes, the position is so volatile, you really got to be careful to what you commit to.
0: Well, the Vikings are projected to get a fifth-round compensatory pick, so that puts them at five for this upcoming draft. You have few draft picks to work with. You have several holes that you need to fill on this roster. And to sacrifice one of those draft picks to where you can get a guy like Hendon Hooker, you can get Joe Tittman, the center, out of Wisconsin, you can get a linebacker like Noah Sewell out of Oregon. There, It's just for a cornerback to where, and you just talked about, we both just talked about it to where once that drop-off happens, it's very rare that you're going to see the turnaround. I just don't think, and Jalen Ramsey strikes me as a guy where if he does want a new deal, he's going to want big money. It's it just, I would let someone else take that risk. It's where I think the Vikings, we're already talking about aging veterans on defense that we need to get rid of. We need to get younger on defense. Going for a guy like Jalen Ramsey to me is a no-go.
1: And I know you've been against, and by the way, we will do a mock draft later in this episode, a little mock draft update, I should say. Um, I know you've been kind of against the idea of drafting a corner, but if it was Jalen Ramsey you know, for a third round pick or taking a cornerback in the first round of this year's draft, would you rather take door number two of just drafting a corner at that point and developing one that's cheaper and that could be even more effective than Jalen Ramsey? Give me door number three. Neither,
0: because you drafted a Caleb Evans and Andrew Booth Jr. last year. Develop these guys. If anything, you need a pure slot corner, which I would rather stay in-house and move Cam Bynum from safety to that. I just don't, I just don't, I hate how every year the Vikings, they're mocked to take a corner in the first round. Every we don't have a pass rush, damn it. Fix the trenches, the defensive line. Get an edge rusher. Get a consistent pass rush because it doesn't matter. If you don't have that, your corners, they're going to be terrible regardless. I don't want to do with either of those options. All
1: right, so there you have it. So so Realist Grandy's out on Jalen Ramsey. I could be in on him for the right price, but, uh, but sure. I, I get it. Uh, you need some type of stability at that position, but what's the cost and also how much uh, left in the tank, basically, does Jalen Ramsey have? Uh, transitioning to the offensive side of the ball, real i love love your thoughts on this? We obviously talked about it extensively on the uh, original episode of Purple Daily from earlier this morning, but it seems like the Vikings and are at the, at the time of this are not interested in a short term extension with Kirk Cousins. The ESPN or uh, NFL Networks, excuse me, Tom Pellicero said I would not anticipate another one year extension for Kirk Cousins, and he went into great detail saying that he would actually be more. Uh, It would be more likely from the Vikings that they would either pursue a long-term deal, which probably smooths out some cap numbers, make things a lot easier, and they commit to Kirk Cousins, or they just ride this out, right? Something that you and I have kind of been saying, that you just kind of ride this out. Uh, So what is your thoughts on the Vikings not wanting to do, as it stands right now, another one-year extension for Kirk Cousins?
0: Thank goodness. Thank (laughs) goodness. Don't No more of these short-term extensions. That makes me feel good to where it's, okay, we're 50-50 here. 50% 50% chance they let him play out the final year of his contract and then make a decision after, which I would say it's time to move on anyway, including in this draft. Or they give this man, heading into his age 35 season, a long-term contract. So part of me is ecstatic because, yeah, let's stop giving these short-term extensions out and kicking the can further down the road. But the idea of a long-term extension just grinds my gear. I just feel like I hope they make the decision to let him play out. Let this be his prove it deal. Sure. What has he proven for us at this point? And this is coming from a guy who was avidly defending Kirk cousins for at least two years. But after that fourth and eight play to end the season, I've seen all that I needed to see. No disrespect to Kurt Warner. I don't care about, well, you know what? We're going to come out and defend this guy. This was a poor play call. You've been allowed to audible all season long. Why couldn't you audible out that play? Or if you knew that Dexter Lawrence was in the backfield all game long, you didn't think that there was a chance that maybe he would be there again. There are no excuses for this guy. There's nothing else to see here. They are literally the Minnesota Vikings with this quarterback. They are literally the Alex Smith-led Kansas City Chiefs. Five seasons with Alex Smith, one playoff win. Five seasons with Kirk Cousins, one playoff win. It's over. It's over if they give this man a long-term extension, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself.
1: (laughs) So it's combine week two. And obviously these talks kind of like start to pick up a little bit. Agents start to report. And I'm sure someone like Tom Pelissero, who's very plugged in and even used to work at this station once upon a time, very plugged into the Minnesota sports scene. I'm sure he's getting that from an educated source So most likely that is I'm speculating here, but guessing that's probably from Kirk's camp and Kirk's agency of, Hey, as it stands now, you know, we haven't heard anything on a one year, Optional, which is what they did in 2020. It's what they did last year. It helped smooth out the cap. Uh, but right now, uh, the Vikings are paying him $12.5 million to not be on the roster for next season, right? For t- Or from a season from this one. So 2024, there's a $12.5 million dead money just to say we don't want him anymore. So either that $12.5 million is going to exist regardless or that $12.5 million is going to be tacked on to a new contract. So they basically have already kind of made this bed of, all right, so... We're preparing for life after Kirk Cousins. That's the 2024 void year of $12.5 million in dead money. That's just going to be, hey, we'll pay you not to be here. Um, but I, I'm kind of with you that I, I think it's just best served here to ride this out. He's 35 years old. The interesting thing that I kind of have the conundrum with is, so the statistics of Kirk have always been great, right? Like everyone always looks at the statistics. They say, well, he's one of four quarterbacks to do this, one of five quarterbacks to do that. He has a 100 passer rating year in, year out. Well, last year, if the if you're a statistics Kirk Cousins guy, Statistics weren't great last year, right? They dropped off. His passer rating dropped off. His interceptions came up a little bit, right? And statistically, things weren't as pristine as they have been in years past. However, perception changed a little bit, right? Eighth, Eight fourth quarter comebacks. He, was, he had a clutch gene last year. So perception stock, that went up. Statistics stock, that went down. You're now 35 years old. And you can't just be the unicorns that are Tom Brady's playing into his 40s and Aaron Rodgers, who's now starting to come down a little bit. Drew Brees, right? Not everyone can play into their late 30s at a high elite level. Russell Wilson might be completely cooked and in the same type of camp here, right? Like, just because you're 35, just because those other quarterbacks before you did it on elite levels, not guaranteed that Kirk is going to do that on elite level. So I get the Viking side of this of, number one, Short-term, I can't do this because we're already starting to kick this can down the road and we can't keep having this impasse year in and year out at the same type of dates. And also, we don't know if we should commit to you because you're now 35 years old and the Vikings not, don't have a lot of necessarily long-term results of success with him as the quarterback.
0: The $12 million debt cap next year in 2024, eat it. Who cares? Who gives a damn? With you. Move on, especially if you have a rookie quarterback. It doesn't matter. Furthermore, this guy has demonstrated and rightfully so i would do the same thing he has demonstrated he just cares about his money maybe he cares about winning whatever but he wants to get top dollar for the position that he plays he wants to get market value i respect it and as each year as the market value for the quarterback goes up daniel jones oh my god you know what's interesting reportedly he wants 45 million dollars a year so it's interesting because ed donatel not only screwed the Vikings defensively, especially in the playoffs, he has furthermore screwed the Vikings in possible contract negotiations with Kirk Cousins because of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones with 15 passing touchdowns last year, 2022. The only reason we're even having this discussion as far as the media and should the, should the Giants pay Daniel Jones is because of Ed Donatel. Two games, Daniel Jones played against the Vikings. He looked incredible. That's the only reason we're having this conversation. So with Kirk Cousins, you know he's going to want $40 million a year, 45 Whatever Daniel Jones is getting paid, pay me more than that. And if you're also going to pay Justin Jefferson, which you should, and Christian Derisaw, among others, at some point, you're going to have to make sacrifices. But I can see this team totally saying, you know what? We'll sign you to another three-, four-year deal worth $45 million a year. And I blame Ed Donatel for that. But I will say this. I will be a lot less annoyed if Kirk said, I will sacrifice for the team. I'll take $20, $25 million in cap each year to help the team build the roster. But he doesn't appear to be that guy. He hasn't been for his entire career. Why would he start now?
1: Yeah, that was kind of Mackie's point. You can go back to on Purple Daily for anyone wondering. Um, just for a longer deep dive on this topic of that's that's where Phil's at, where is he about legacy here? He's about football legacy. So he's done an amazing job at winning contracts, right? I think like two hundred million dollars in career earnings. So he's had a lot of money in the bank. Well, now you're 35. And back to the point that I was making of statistics starting to drop off. And how many more years left do you basically have here, dude? Do you care about making more money? Do you care about winning those contract negotiations, or do you care about helping your chances of winning a Super Bowl by taking less money for the betterment? of having a more complete roster around you where yes, Kirk deserves probably one of the biggest chunks of slices for getting the Vikings to a 13 win team with a really bad defense. One of the worst defenses in the NFL, but going forward, do you want to keep continuing to make the same amount of money as you're kind of now maybe entering your last few years in the NFL, just because you want that money or do you want to win a Super Bowl? What does your legacy kind of want to be? And I think that's, Honestly, the most intriguing part that we'll probably find out here in the next month of whatever they end up doing with Kirk Cousins.
0: if Especially because he's a quarterback that needs everything around him to be as perfect as possible. You putting the Vikings in a position to where you're going to have the highest cap hit for the team each and every year, it's not going to help you at all. So if as long as he has any self-awareness to say, okay, we need a defense, I need an offensive line, I'm tired of getting hit, then you're going to sacrifice for your legacy, for the sake of saying, you know what, I want to be known more than just a guy that can win on Sundays at noon. I want to win in prime time. I want to win in the playoffs. Otherwise, if you keep up this game of, well, you know what, give me the highest dollar possible, it's never going to happen.
1: But congrats on all the money. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's what I think people are going to remember him as, is a very very highly paid Somewhat overrated, can't live up to the clutch quarterback. Unfortunately, like the dude, the, the cousin's family is going to be set up for life. But I think the perception of him is he's going to be a dude who cashed in and good for him. Like he, I don't, I don't slight him for, for going to the, going to find the right agent and trying to earn the most money as possible. Respect to him. I'll, I'll give any props to someone like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're an athlete and your job is to win football games and you're playing the, the sexiest position in all of sports, no matter what it is, and you can't really get past the hump, and you're always kind of having this negative cloud over you because you can't win in clutch, in clutch moments in primetime games or in the playoffs, well, that's what people kind of unfortunately remember you more by. So, yeah, it's kind of a conundrum that he's going have to have to face. Uh,
0: I go, forgot go. about TJ Hawkinson as well. You're going to have to yeah. pay him. So if you're, if you're adamant that, damn it, pay Kirk Cousins. I love him. Captain Saver Kirk's out there. If you want him to get market value, and we should keep him because, in my opinion, he is the second-best quarterback in franchise history. But what is that really saying? You can't say, I want him, top dollar, and then complain about, well, you know what? We don't have an offensive line. We can't pay anybody. You can't have it both ways.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg,
0: this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons.
1: This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right,
1: let's get to a little bit of mock draft here, Randy. But before I do so, I want your thoughts uh, on this because I saw it came out early Monday morning from Adam Schefter. Uh, so he said the Bears have already been approached by multiple teams about trading that number one pick, and Chicago is said to be, quote, leaning towards, unquote, moving the pick. So that number one pick is likely for sale. You and I kind of did a deep dive on how the NFC North kind of shifts and shapes with the NFL draft, how that also then affects the Vikings. Uh So your thoughts on the Bears probably likely leaning towards trading this number one pick?
0: I don't care how much cap space they have. Last time I checked, it was in around $94, 99000000 million. You can spend all the money you want to. If Justin Fields is still your quarterback, because, again, going back to, what was it, last week or the week before last when we talked about this, the one thing, yes, he had a strong finish to the 2022 season, but now we're saying, okay, he just needs to improve as a passer, <laughs> playing the quarterback position. As long as he improves on that, no big deal. That's going to be super easy then the Bears are in good shape. I just don't see it with Justin Fields at all. So if you're going to trade down, that means you don't want a quarterback. You're going to go edge rusher or you're going to go defense. Whatever it is that you do, it's the same old song and dance for the Chicago Bears. I hope they trade down because that's less of a threat for the Vikings moving forward. All
1: right, so let's get to this mock here from CBS Sports. And this is also very juicy, so I'm going to make sure I give proper credit here to Chris. I think it's Trapasso. Of uh CBS Sports. This mock is loaded with trades involving quarterback position, of course. And before he does this mock, he makes the disclaimer that he has four quarterbacks uh shifting teams in free agency. So he has Derek Carr signing with the Saints in this scenario. Okay. He has Aaron Rodgers traded to the New York Jets in this scenario. I'll believe it when I see it, but okay. This one's very juicy. Lamar Jackson traded to the Commanders. Ooh. Derek Bienemy and Lamar I can Jackson. See that. I can see that actually happening. Really like that. Yes, uh, and then he has Jimmy G signing with the Raiders as their kind of stopgap option. So very okay. reckless. I love it. And sure. that Lamar Jackson the Commanders actually that could be a lot of fun. I wouldn't
0: forty five minute drive from Baltimore.
1: Yeah, down nope. the street. I wouldn't hate that at all. So with this uh, mock and the Bears also trading out of that number one pick, the Colts are the first team off the board. And by the way, Randy Anthony Richardson goes number one overall in this <laughs> mock <match> draft. <laughs>
0: Oh, who's the GM of the Colts? You know what? Let me find out. Go ahead and talk, Dex. Let me find out.
1: You figure GM out that cult. it's a it's a quarterback rich draft. Bryce Young goes second to the Texans. It'd be very <laughs> uh, uh uh what is it? Is it Paul or um God, what the heck? Chris, Chris Pollard. Oh, yeah.
0: uh, Chris Ballard for the Colts. My yeah. my apologies. He's going to get fired. Yeah. Anthony Richardson, number one. Okay.
1: So they get their next quarterback. Bryce Young goes second uh, to the Houston Texans. The Bears go down to four. They take Will Anderson Jr., the best edge rusher uh, in this draft from Alabama, so that's where they go. Uh, Will Levis, he goes fifth overall to the to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, oh, Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback, he goes to Detroit to help give them some cornerback depth. Quentin Johnson is the first wide receiver off the board at pick seven. He goes to the Raiders. Uh, the Giants move on from Daniel Jones. They take C.J. Stroud with the eighth overall pick. Very interesting there. Okay. Uh, another wide receiver off the board, Jordan Addison, goes to the Texans at pick 12. The yeah. Packers on the clock at pick 13. I believe this is uh, trade compensation with the Jets because they move up a bit. They take Brian Branch, a safety. Uh, the number one ranked safety in the draft at the 13th overall pick. And then two picks later, they're still on the clock at 15, and they take Luke Busgrave, the uh, Oregon State tight end as well. So a tight end and a safety for the Green Bay Packers, which I'm sure very much scares Realistic Randy. Spoiler alert, I know it actually does not. Uh, But two picks for the Packers (laughs) between 13 and 15. Scrolling down a little bit here to the Vikings at pick 23. I believe we might have had this guy the last time we talked, or one of the times we talked. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings, with the 23rd overall pick, take Jackson Smith, Jackson Smith Najigba out of Ohio State. So they go wide receiver. Uh, okay, the right up here. The Vikings dip into the wide receiver well to compliment Justin Jefferson. Awesome value here for the Vikings, given that Smith Najigba's injury in 2022 pushes him down the board a little bit. He is the mm. 26th prospect. Uh, in this draft, he's the third ranked wide receiver per CBS, respectively, on both those rankings. So Jackson Smith Najigba uh, going to the Vikings at pick 23. Your thoughts, Realistic Randy?
0: It's funny. Last year, before the trade down in the draft, one of the two players that I was hoping the Vikings would take was Jamison Williams, wide receiver. Ironically enough, and that was before we discovered that Adam Thielen was basically cooked as a wide receiver, too. It was also Jordan Davis. I was like, take one of those two players. Fast forward a year later, Jackson Smith and Jigba. That is great value at 23. He did most of his damage as a slot receiver. He would be your de facto wide receiver too, no questions asked. I would love this pick. The only thing I would say is, like I talked about in, on my own YouTube channel, I can see the Vikings going receiver, staying at 23, especially if Njigba or Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee was available. But then what do you do for a second-round pick? I'm not going to bitch and moan. I think you should trade down from 23. I'd like to see a mock draft show that the Vikings trading down and then seeing what they would go in that position. But Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'd be happy with that.
1: Yeah, I could see that too. It'd be a good compliment to Justin Jefferson. They got some holes to fill on that roster. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. I, I would still like to see them somehow get a second-round pick. We'll see if they're able uh, to do that. But that's the latest mock draft. There's a wide receiver for the Vikings at pick 23. Um, Realist Randy, before we wrap up here on this episode, it is Combine Week. Uh, what are you most excited for? Is there anything you're looking forward towards as uh, the NFL Combine uh, starts to pick up here a little bit?
0: I'm excited for... And not against the players, but for the sake of the Vikings, I'm excited for players to get looked at in a negative light, despite everything that you've seen on tape. I think the combine is so stupid. How much do they bench press? Christian McCaffrey, I remember his combine. He had one of the lowest bench presses in that combine among running backs, so much so that... Goodness, Adam Schefter trolled him and did his own bench press on ESP, and <laughs> I can bench just as much as Christian McCaffrey. He's one of the best running backs in the league. I think the combine is so stupid. Watch the tape. It's all you need. I'm excited for players, for evaluators and scouts to say, well, you know what, this player, he's going to lose some draft stock because the 40-time or the bench press just didn't look great. Falling to the Vikings at whatever pick they have, whether it's at 23 or if they trade down, that's going to help us out. I think the combine is a complete waste of time.
1: Yeah. It is kind of funny that people just absolutely go crazy over bench presses and 40 yard dash times and shuffle times and all these just, I mean, I think the wonderlick isn't like as prominent as it used to be, but yeah, just quizzes. Like it just, it is kind of a funny, hilarious situation that we're all like watching this unfold for three days. And it's, it's the silliest of competitions.
0: It's just uh, how fast can they run through cones and bats? Oh, my God, that's going to help them jump up the draft board even more. And that's what's even more ridiculous. Forget the fact of demoting players, despite what you've seen on film, them balling out. You can have some bums out there oh, yeah. that didn't do anything worth a damn. But, oh, my God, they ran through the cones so fast. They're all of a sudden the first round pick. It's ridiculous.
1: It's pretty hilarious. All right, yes. man, uh, that does it for us here on Realistic Randy Rants. Every Monday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, subscribe uh, for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment here on Purple Daily. Go subscribe to Realistic Randy's YouTube channel as well. We'll have thoughts on the Combine. Uh, next week, we'll also have thoughts on maybe some free agents for the Vikings to go after uh, in, in a couple weeks as well. So hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. We'll be back next week.
0: Bye.